Hey guys, it's your girl Jodi Ann, also known as I Go By Joe, and this is The E-Project. Let's start the show. Hey guys, I'm back. It's Jodi Ann, and I have another amazing entrepreneur with me. His name is Daniel Callardin. Did I say that right? No. I did? Oh my god. No, gosh. it's cool. No, my, heart, usually, my, my name is hard to um, pronounce because it's very long, um, but it's Daniel Calderon. Calderon. Yeah. You know what's yeah. so funny? I was like, let me just ask him first. And I was like, no, I got this. I'm just going to say it because uh, I hate butchering names. So Daniel Calderon. Yeah. So it's a, it's a Hispanic name and I'm not Hispanic. So everyone asks me if I'm like Dominican or something, but I'm, I'm of Caribbean descent. So um, in St. Lucia, they say Calderon. And, um, oh. <laughs> but in, in Hispanic, I'm probably going to mess this up. They say Calderon. Um, oh, which wow. I probably you said that really nice. I don't know. I think I messed that up too. <laughs> it's interesting because you do look a little Dominican. Like if you went there, they'd be like, I don't know, I'm not trying to say hello, but yeah, they'd probably start speaking to their language. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Like I, I could get into any type of club I want to. And <laughs> so they'd funny. be like, yo, you're family. I'm like, yep, I'm family. <laughs> All right, well, welcome, welcome. That was such a funny intro, but hey, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> so welcome. And Daniel is one half of 4.30 and his partner is Ron. Yes. He's not here right now. He's traveling. But tell us about your your uh, your lovely business. Yeah. So um, it's co-founded by Ron and I and um, it's 4.30 and we are a creative platform and we connect brands to creative freelancers in photography and graphic design. And newly, um, we delved into the space of videography, which is pretty cool. And we also do websites. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So how has how has that been going? Going since? pretty well. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit over a year and a half in, and it's been a whirlwind. You know, two men that has never launched a business before. <laughs> so there was a lot of learning, but it was definitely it is a great experience. Mm. So did you always know you wanted to be in branding? Yeah. So um, no, I, I, I always knew I wanted to own some sort of business. So uh, my background is um, human resources and operations, and I studied business management and finance with a minor in accounting. And um, so my piece of the business is really the operation, operational piece, finance, and then a lot of like strategy and creative work, you know, supporting that because both of us make decisions together. And then um, what Ron does is um, he started off as a creative director and now his role is transforming into creative kind of biz dev. And then I do like kind of operational uh, business development. So with a startup, we both do similar things, (laughs) you know, as the two of us and we have a pretty cool team, but um, that's how we separate it out. Oh, that's so cool. So how much has changed since starting till now? A ton. Um, you know, <laughs> when, when you start a business, you have an idea, and I think it was a pretty solid idea. That's how it got so much traction at mm-hmm. first. But I think um, we learned a lot about what the market actually needs, and any smart business owner or any startup should listen to what the market is saying because that's how you're going to get your clients. And mm-hmm. um, so we started off as that platform, but I think how we operate more so changed or how we recruit freelancers. Our standard has definitely gotten much, um, we have higher standards. And then how we go after clients definitely change. Oh, nice. So how, like, what's the difference in how you went after clients before and now? Yeah, so we started off with kind of giving access to people that don't really have major budgets for hiring, like, agency-type companies. So, like, you know, small entrepreneurs or just different things like that. But we soon realized that smaller entrepreneurs or, you know, people that are solopreneurs probably don't have enough budget to work with a certain level of freelancers. Um, so what we did is kind of cast our net a little bit wider. And we have clients that are who are agencies and also the kind of one-off solopreneurs or personalities or people that are starting um, their own business or existing companies. So, okay. so it's kind of interesting because our customers are different types of people and then you know, businesses could come directly and get a freelancer if they want to manage that process or mm-hmm. businesses use their agencies to hire talent through us for the agency. So it's kind of interesting, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, we could kind of have business and, you know, increase our profits and from different areas. Oh, that's so interesting. I find it definitely when you have a business, it's like things are always changing. I feel like sometimes even weekly and you're always growing. So I think that's really cool that you guys have done so much since a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Till now. So how do you feel 
you got like what do you think is the difference between 430 co and other agents others that are out there that are kind of maybe similar to yours like how do you guys stand out in a sense yeah so there's a couple of freelancer platforms out there but the difference is that we literally curate every (laughs) single talent that is on our platform and um, when we first started we were doing live interviews you know oh wow and we wanted to make sure that one not only your portfolio is pretty, right? Talking to you, you can actually talk to clients um, correctly. Um, we want to understand your thought process, right? We want to vet, hey, is this work really yours? And you know, what is your design process, or what is your what is your process in regards to taking a project on and dealing with the client all the way through completion of a project? Mm. So. So that's what made us very different. And then as we scaled, um, we said, okay, we have to do this more efficiently. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to work for Amazon and I, and what we did really nice at, which is pretty cool at Amazon, um, was virtual interviews, um, for a lot of our hires. So I took some of those things that I learned from that process mm-hmm. and created a virtual interview process for 430, where is a series of questions that are pretty simple, but it tells us exactly who that person is. Okay. Um, so we're able to analyze the data and, have a rating system to see if this person is going to be a good fit for our clients. And we only are a year and a half in, so that that rating system changes, right, based mm-hmm. on experiences, based on, you know, customer feedback and different things like that. So that's been pretty cool to kind of put data behind how we recruit. Oh, wow. That's that's a process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's more than just, hey, you're a good photographer, join our uh, platform. No, it's, it's deeper than that. And um, I, I think I said this when I was having a conversation with someone before. You know, some people get offended when they don't get chosen for our platform, um, but they don't understand what it is from the background, you know, dealing with clients and knowing exactly, uh, you know, how are we going to scale a business, right? Mm -hmm. Because with anything that's a startup, you have to have really high standards and that's the only way that you're going to really sustain. Mm. That's good that you guys are very strategic with how you even go about hiring, you said, for the photographers. Because, I mean, your clients, you know your clients more than them. You know what they're looking for, the style, the aesthetic, everything. So you have to be very careful with, you know, who you're getting to take those visuals. Because that's like, that's their brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and then it gets us to, you know, it kind of helps us learn our freelancers more, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just doing like a free-for-all, like anyone could apply and kind of doing a business so that we can get like fees at scale. Mm-hmm. We cared more about the quality of work versus mm. the amount of freelancers. So I think that was important. And I think, you know, as we're, we're still growing, we're still a baby, right? Exactly. But I think that's going to position us to, you know, have a really strong, you know, long lasting business model. So you, okay, so you have basically like a grouping of your go-to photographers that you've kind of interviewed and, because it's contract-based. They're not like, are they permanently with 430? Yeah, so it's it's all based on a gig um, model. Okay. So similar to Uber and um, Handy, you know, our freelancers don't work for us. They're contractors, right? Okay. And what happens is that we don't really have a go-to. We allow our customers to choose who they Mm. want. So you have like a roster and they can like, this is who we have on our to work with that we've worked with and we kind of recommend these whatever say six people and they can go through and pick themselves exactly yeah so our job is to choose pretty cool you know creatives and put them on our roster and then Mm -hmm. um and then the clients choose based on their aesthetic or based Mm -hmm. on their needs the client chooses who they want to work with um and then we categorize in a way that you know whether it be lifestyle fashion editorial in terms of photography food you know Mm -hmm. we have different categories and the graphic designers you know whether it's website brand identity and just different other categories depending on what the client wants, they're able to, to drill, drill down. Okay. So, okay. So speaking of clients, do you guys, are you guys also specific or strategic, strategic with who you work with? Like you're not, you don't, you don't just work with anybody in a sense. Like you have, you ever said no to some clients? Like we don't like just in a nice way, like we don't think we're the best fit for your brand or did it like something like that? Yeah. So we, we, we allow our freelancers to choose who they want to work with. Right. So, um, you know, a client can easily um, submit a brief. Right. Okay. And then depending on who they asked for that freelancer chooses like, Hey, I want to work on this project or I don't want to work on this project. Right. Because I think when people work on things that 
they care about and they're passionate about, the work is much better. You okay. know, we don't really force anyone to do anything. We okay. just create the platform and, and then, you guys do whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. No, that's really good. I think that's that makes it fair too. Mm-hmm. But even like with, say, just, with just clients in general, so not really, say, the freelancers, but say you're taking your, a, new, a brand has come to you that wants to work with you guys or wants you to work with them, sorry. Have you ever said no? to any clients been like oh i don't like in a sense between you and your partner whatever like maybe the brand doesn't fit with your what you guys do in a sense yeah absolutely you know because not only do we like 430 is a platform right yeah but brands have reached out to 430's team to handle specific projects like you know influencer marketing activations or like just full scope branding you know um, projects through the run and people have reached out to me for their projects um, okay. individually and then we use 430 freelancers okay so it kind of have taken a life of its own okay. uh, <laughs> which is pretty cool and then people reach out to us all the time really and um, we say yes this fits in with our brand because you have to be careful as to what projects you take on right that, exactly that's, yeah, yeah it reflects on you right and I say no quite often okay <laughs> And then, you know, other than 438, and Ron does the same thing too. We do some like micro influencer campaigns, uh, okay. whether it be for travel or fashion brands or lifestyle or grooming brands. Okay. And we are pretty picky as to who we work with. Mm. I feel like that's a reason why I was kind of like really pushing for that question mm-hmm. is because it it allows you because you know who your target audience is mm-hmm. and who you want to even attract. So it's like if you say yes, yes, yes to everybody, some of the you're like maybe your ones that you're trying to really get those ones to come in, they might see it and not be like, mm, they work a lot with these kind of people. So maybe our, it's not going to fit our aesthetic. Yeah. So that's very good that you guys are kind of picky in a sense with knowing the your target audience and who you want to work with because it reflects everywhere in everything that you guys do. Yeah, and it's pretty simple. It's like if I won't use a product, I'm not going to push it out there <laughs> you know? i mean yeah if, that's if I, if I don't like it so what i started doing is you know um, brands would send me samples or just different things and ask me if i like it you know okay. and then if i like it then i say hey you know I, i'm interested in working with you and if i don't like it i just say thank you so much for the product product and probably regift it <laughs> <laughs> that works too <laughs> yeah you know why not you know so okay so for 430, why 430? Like, why that name? How did that even come about? Yeah, so it was, it was kind of funny. So we were inspired by this um, quote from Mark Twain, and it says, the two most important days in your, of your life is the day that you are born and then the, the, then the day that you find out why. Um, so we really felt that there was a reason why Ron and I met, um, and it was to launch 430, right? Ultimately. And so that's why it was you know, really important for us to um, choose a name that made sense. So 430 is actually Ron's birthday, April 30th. And oh. my birthday is April 24th. So we're a couple of days apart. That's crazy. <laughs> Which is interesting. <laughs> Two tourists running a business together. but Same year too? Um, no, I'm one year older than him. Okay. Yeah, I look younger though. No, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, nah, nah, we look the same age. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah. So that's why. So similar birthday, a couple of days apart. You know, I have different strengths than he does and vice versa. And it kind of worked. Oh, that's dope. I love that. (laughs) And I love that. That's a great example because I find that's very important in even knowing why your brands call this the what it is. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people just pick a name just because it sounds cool or like there's no real story or or like message behind it. Right. So I think it's really important that you guys have that. Like you can go into like depth about why you named your company that. I think that's really good. Ah, Thanks. So where do you get your drive from? My drive? Yeah. um, it's crazy. Like I wake up in the middle of the night because I have, a, I have an idea. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm crazy. Isn't that? No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I relate to that so heavy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's so good that I'm single because it's like, <laughs> I would just be waking up and like in the middle of the night with all of my lights and start doing all this, all these projects. But, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, my drive, I think my family, mm. you know, when I think about my mom, when I think about my dad and even though 
we didn't really get along. My dad is a tourist too. Mm. <laughs> so we butt heads a lot and my mom's a Scorpio. But, oh, okay. um, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I only recently started talking about signs because I see the similarities in the, some characteristics. In, yeah, a lot of the characteristics. So it makes it easier for me to explain who these people are if I use signs. <laughs> so sorry about that. But no, it's okay. Yeah, I got it. My drive. My mom is always a go getter. She was a valedictorian of her class and she's always had really great jobs and whatever she did she excelled at and she would always get promoted and you know and now she's actually a business owner she um, moved to Maine she bought a factory in Maine so she's leasing that out and she bought like a huge property in um, Tennessee and she's going to be building prop like you know units there and this kind of health and wellness spa out in Tennessee and she's learning (laughs) how does she turn vegan and she's learned how to do that so you know just kind of looking at my mom's journey and Mm -hmm. she's pretty young she's like early 50s and just kind of seeing her drive I understand where I get it from and my dad had tons of businesses oh my god and I I was talking to someone I said you know these businesses didn't last but I've gotten. They to, try. Listen. No, seriously. Try and try again. The Caribbean men are funny, man. What? They, <laughs> they always have some sort of business idea, or and then when you think about it, he is always like some sort of entrepreneur, solopreneur. He did construction, right? He did. He was an electrician, so mm. he always find, found jobs. And then when that season was low, he was not getting jobs. He would he bought a truck and started driving, doing delivery. Yeah, so he was a hustler, and wow. you know, kind of seeing his drive that's all i knew so like when i needed to make money or get things done like i worked through college and i didn't have any money right but i knew what hard work what that looks like and how to actually be okay with that you know Mm. because my drive comes with me being proud of my accomplishments Right. So it's not focused on financial gains. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is always great. Of <laughs> you know, having financial gains because, you know, as a tourist, I'll go back to science. We <laughs> love to live in luxury. <laughs> but um, I mean, you well deserved. You guys yeah, work hard. Yeah, yeah, we deserve it, you know. <laughs> but I think what's important is that accomplishment and, you know, and the reason why you do things. And if you have a sense of purpose, um, then you actually meet your goals in that purpose is what drives me. Mm. So it was a long answer for that simple question, but (laughs) a couple of things drive me, but I think my family definitely, I I can see where I get it from. You know what? That is not a simple question though. Like drive is not everyone has it. Some people get give up very easily and they get discouraged. Maybe they don't have the support. So, I mean, family is like, that's amazing. Like that's like one of the best sports supports you can get. And again, family can mean anything. It can be friends. It can be like anyone can really can be your family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But even just learning, like listening to your story a little bit before, um, even at a young age, you started a lemonade stand. I was like, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. And you add your little essence in there. And I was like, this guy just, he's like, how can I stand out? Even, and, even then you were like even to have that thought process as a child like how can i stand out from others right and you knew right away and, you, and you're like let me add this you, like that's i got that from my dad like he was always very like crazy about being different mm. you know oh i'm not gonna do this because this person did this and you know all that. <laughs> and it, like i would hear those things it was normal because that's the house you grew up in of course um yeah. but it was not like like competition wise it was just like hey i want to be an individual how so can I be better like, how can i be better how can i do this differently you know and it's a little bit of competition so you know when your friends come to your your place and then he would build something then his his friends would be like oh that's that's so cool or in their caribbean accent i don't know how to do it now <laughs> but um I, so i've always done that and i remember like my mom she was like heavily into fashion back in the day mm-hmm and she used to dress us differently. Like she used to dress my sisters. My sister loves being a doll. She loves being dressed up. <laughs> so she still likes that too. Like if someone could dress her every day, she would be like so happy. And then I was always creative and kind of finding different outfits, but it came from my mom, right? Mm. Because she used to always make sure that we were like super fly going to church. Um, that says a lot though. Cause like appearance presentation is first impressions is everything. Yeah. So yeah. you just look good. Yeah, why not? You know, so individuality is deep rooted in just how I was raised. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's amazing. That's your family's pretty dope. And even yeah, um, I, I'm learning that now, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? You're like, but it's so interesting. As you get older, you're like, mm-hmm. man, I'm less like my mom or my dad. You don't realize how much how much things you take, how many characteristics like you like add on to yourself. You're like, what? I never thought I would say that or do that. Mm-hmm. Like I'll do things now myself, and I'm like. My mom used to say that all the time. And yeah. I'm like, you're so crazy. And I'm like, wow, okay, guess I'm crazy now because. <laughs> no, no, for, for me, it's a mix of that, right? So there's things and characteristics that I have picked up, but there are characteristics that I still don't like that I, I'm saying I'm not going to be that, right? So it's a mix of both for me because okay. I think um, it, it should be that you are a better version of your parents. Yeah. Because I know the people that are coming behind me are going to be way smarter than me, right? Mm. And um, I think what I would do differently in raising me, right, would be to, like, really foster that and really kind of let your child flourish. Mm. Give guidance, give guidelines, um, protect them from danger. Of course. But from a creativity standpoint, really allow them to flourish, right? So that's what I would do differently if I ever become a dad. But, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of similarities, but a lot, a lot of differences. Of differences. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you take you take little thing, you take little little mm-hmm. things, right? And then you, of course, you heighten, heighten them right, and make them right. more positive. So mm-hmm. no, that's really good. And even like I just want to touch on your grandmother. I thought it was really cool, Mary. Yeah, Mary. I thought that was yeah. so sweet. Um, even her entrepreneurial skills, like that's. I mean, it's just embedded in you. I feel like it's just it's in your blood. Even my grandfather, you know. So like. You know they weren't they weren't together. Like he's a, an interesting character, <laughs> to say the least. We call him Matthew because he doesn't want to be called Grandpa. Oh, but um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, he's 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 a funny guy. He's young forever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my grandmother was an entrepreneur. She sold in the market, and her story is just really inspirational. And you know, she passed away a couple of years ago, and um, I didn't realize how powerful she was until I went to the funeral and saw thousands there to pay their respect and it was crazy i was like Mm. wow she touched a lot of lives so you know when it comes to legacy and when it comes to anyone that i would model my life after it would definitely be hers Mm. that's amazing well her spirit's with you so yeah yeah, thanks that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) so we talked a little about drive so i want to know what inspires you what inspires me? So I had this conversation with a friend of mine and I thought I knew what inspired me, but he's super smart and he, <laughs> he, always, he always lets me um, digs, have, has me um, digging deeper into what I thought I knew about myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what inspires me is making a difference in people's lives, hmm. but actually seeing the result. Wow. So, and I, 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 find found this out about myself because i'm not the person to like okay let me help and have the person do this and then walk away i actually want to see the impact because if i don't see the impact i'm not going to be happy Mm. and i'll keep on keep on going at it until i see that impact and then some people are saying they just want to inspire people right Mm -hmm. i kind of i'm kind of annoyed a little bit about that like oh i want to inspire people what does that mean i just want to do good shit that may help someone <laughs> do good shit for themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and then if that inspires them, great. Right. But I, I'm not that conceited to think that I'm going to be an inspirational person and mm. people are going to follow and listen to me because I inspire people. No, mm. <laughs> I think that's kind of corny, right? Um, so, I mean, it's like, I'm okay. Now I'm going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, you, you can as, disagree. As, like, tell me. No, 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 I agree with you. Uh, no, I was going to say it's slightly condescending a little bit to, to only to just say, I want to inspire people and leave it just like that, but not say why or how, like what, what, what do you want to do to inspire others? What influence? So what you're saying, I think is like, amazing yeah things yeah like i want my life to be inspirational but i think that's the the action is i just want to do good things Mm -hmm. because when you put positive energy out there you know hopefully that comes back to you right and i've been a witness that it has Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's kind of i think that was your question right no no that was yeah no that was it (laughs) no no you you answered it really well (laughs) i I get long-winded at times and i you know so you have to keep me in keep me in check no no no, you're doing good (laughs) honestly i love when i interviewing people because it's like i just like it to be more of a conversation Mm -hmm. oh obviously i have those questions that like i ask everyone right Mm -hmm. but i feel when it's more of a conversation more fluid it's just more natural right and i feel like people hopefully you guys get something out of this no absolutely every (laughs) time i i 
talk to anyone i there's so many gems that come from those conversations that's why i love talking to people yeah and no matter where what background they come from like whatever whatever religion whatever Mm -hmm. like they believe in because you just learn so much and i think you become a better person that way oh 100 if you kind of mature to be able to receive information i think that's people's biggest downfall right they're not able to take information in right mm-hmm. they're never going to be successful if they can't really receive and process it for their own use exactly so i'm learning how to do that and getting better at that every single day mm, i love that you said that because i i learn from different people all the time different ages and even like even for me when i was younger i'd always gravitate towards older people i never knew why like i could be sitting at a bus stop and i think i was like 13 once and this older guy just came up to me like he was sitting there too and he just started talking to me this old like old old man yeah. just we had a big up conversation <laughs> and like there's so many years apart but it's like it's you learn so much from yeah. and even children i think children oh, teach yeah. you everything so many especially kindness mm-hmm. it reminds you to just and having empathy and just yeah kids remind you what it is to be human <laughs> yeah seriously seriously i was reading something on instagram it said um i just want to take naps and eat snacks <laughs> oh actually i just want to be in kindergarten again right <laughs> And when you think about that, it's so true. Like, it's just so innocent, and, you know, just life and, you know, just kind of you become jaded sometimes. Yeah. Life does that. Yeah. People and, can, yeah. Which is actually pretty cool because that's what it means to be an adult, you know, how to navigate yeah. through all of those situations. But yeah. to be in kindergarten again, oh my God. What? That would be amazing. <laughs> those naps, is, and you know, I don't think they do that anymore. They don't? No. Oh, no. I don't think, oh, at least not in Canada. Oh, okay. But, I mean, those are the good old days. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> or even, like, those half days. Like, now I think they have full day kindergarten. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, I think just, yeah, learning from kids is really humbling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And even, like, um, I've been studying Generation Z a ton. And just how, like, it's basically millennials on steroids, Right. And if you're not able to communicate with that market, mm-hmm. you're going to be left behind. Like everyone is so focused on millennials, which you should be. Right. Yeah, There's of millions of dollars um, marketing to um, millennial customers. Right. But Generation Z. Oh, my goodness. Right. And it's a different that's a different beast. Right. You know, so I think we need to continue to learn and understand how to communicate and how people see things differently. I would never be like my parents say, oh, back in my day, I used to do X, Y, and Z, you know? And I'm like, all right, we're not in your day, right? And I, I think I'm smart enough <laughs> to understand that. I, I never want to say that. And yeah. I told my friends, if I ever say that, like, slap me, seriously. Because back in my day, can you imagine? Yeah, Because I, I started saying that in, like, mid-20s, like, oh, with music especially, right? With hip-hop, right? Oh, back with, in the 90s. I catch myself. You oh, know, my gosh. You know, and then, of course, there is something to say about putting quality work out there right it has to be quality but because it's new doesn't mean it's garbage right (laughs) it's so funny that you said that because i remember my parents such my dad like he's he's a huge music head Mm -hmm. um like i grew up on vinyls because of my dad like he collects records now i collect records i'm like oh cool nice but he like would make comments about music when i was like say 90s music Mm -hmm. he'd be like oh man everything's just this and that and sex and i'm like but like i'd be listening to some like other stuff and i'm like wasn't he talking about that exactly I listen to some jazz people and I'm like <laughs> I mean they, what like, they were singing about was like intense right Money Waters <laughs> all he talked about was sex right right <laughs> so I was like it's just funny how like they, they never hear or like really know like because it's good music because that the production is good mm-hmm. every, the quality but the, when you really listen to it because I listen to a lot of old stuff like I said because of my dad and I'm like they're talking about the same thing we are in the 90s in but a it, sense it's, it's just different it's the psychology of it right yeah. so when we are going through the most important years of our life mm-hmm music what we see on television what we smell like all of those sensory sort of experiences Mm -hmm. that's what we attach ourselves to yeah so as you go older you're still attached to those moments right Mm. so when you don't understand the science behind it then you just get caught up in back in my day what's good no it's just really at that time that you had such a deep sensory experience that you've never ever experienced before so Mm. those memories are always going to be there that makes sense so i'm trying to have really great sensory experiences for the rest of my life (laughs) so that I could just stay on the pulse. It's so important to stay on the pulse. Mm, I like that. Listen to you. It's some good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So where would you say, um, 
what is your preferred way to network? Like, how do you like to network the most? Like going to events, uh, maybe meeting people on social media and then meeting up with them like that. Like, what do you like to do? So I, I'm just discovering what I like in this whole space. <laughs> like, I'm not like the best at networking. I'm good at, I'm good in person, right? Yeah. If I'm in the situation or if I'm connected to someone, it's very easy for me to have conversations. Like we set this podcast meeting up, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'll talk to you for hours, right? Um, <laughs> But to actually reach out, I'm getting better at that. So what I've done, like I have a good friend that she's so amazing at just connecting with people and connecting people to people. Mm. So I, sometimes I just learn from her and like, I say, Hey, can you connect me with X, this X person? And she does it. So I think you have to know what your strengths are and, um, you know, have people help you kind of fill in the blanks of as to where you need help. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's different for me because I think networking is weird. It's very uncomfortable for me, at least. Isn't it almost like high school, like making new friends? It is. Um, like the except, first, you know, like the first day of school when you have to like talk to people and kind of like you around the table, say your name and talk to everybody. That's how sometimes I look at it because I get anxiety when I have to network. Yeah, it's like, oh, my yeah. gosh. But it, it kind of yeah. is like high school. And, you know, and I, I was going to say um, it's less mean but yes. actually it can be actually very similar <laughs> meanness so these in these network depending on which um, yeah, circles depending. you are networking or what industry you're networking in but i think that strength that you get to be able to network in high school so for example like in high school i was i was quiet but i was kind of popular still but in i was always like this weird sort of i think i think he's cool but he doesn't really talk much, but oh, he's talking to that person. So because I always connected <laughs> to whoever I connected with, and you know, it, it, from there it was a great. Mm. Yeah, like that Johnny Depp vibe. He's uh, like quiet, it... <laughs> but he's handsome, but he's mad cool. <laughs> with just less pale makeup and less dark yeah. uh, and less black um, dye, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so it, so I kind of learned how to be confident in myself in high school and a lot of things happened in my life in high school where I had to be strong. So I'm able to kind of transfer that to life now and actually I'm better at it, you know, because Mm. I I don't care a lot about what people think about me. Have you always been like that? Like, have you always just not cared? No, I used to care a ton and it drove me crazy, right? Mm. To try to like be a certain way or to act a certain way, especially growing up as a black boy in Brooklyn. Like you had to dress a certain way. You had to, act a certain way talk a certain way way, right um everyone question your masculinity or Mm. you know just different things like that um which is so crazy like you so it was like you had to learn in school and get good grades but you also had to socially learn how to be accepted just how to make it yeah and then you have to go home and figure out your parents right so it was so many different things that you had to figure out which i understand sometimes where people are not able to be successful because you have all this stuff that are not important Mm -hmm. which prevents you from really focusing on you know your growth Mm, that's tough yeah having to all those different avenues it's growing up it's hard like it's not easy and having to like even pleasing everybody mm-hmm. or having that mindset because I mean bless the people that are just born confident and then just like I don't care what anyone thinks about me yeah yeah but- so I had to grow into that because I was like why am I caring about what because they're not living my life like when things were very hard for me they didn't help me mm. so I need to really care about myself first and care about like I'm not going to curse, but I only F with people who F with me. Right. And I've learned that lesson, especially this year. And, um, that has definitely helped me Mm. keep focused and allow people to enter my life who actually is for me. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So, okay. Touching on that, how have you been able to pinpoint the so-called like fakers, like the ones that are like, Oh, I'm here for you, but they're really here for what you have rather than here for you as Daniel, the person. I'm learning how to follow my gut much quickly. Like I give people the benefit of the doubt a lot. Okay. Um, and I think that's just something that's just part of who I'm going to always be. Right. Just you. I'm not going to change myself because of experiences, but I think I'm being smarter um, to recognize those behaviors. Okay. Um, and then also knowing that there's always like a 
honeymoon phase when you meet a new friend or something like that right but I then you called it that yeah i've never used that term before <laughs> it makes so much sense yeah anyone you meet like it, whether it be someone that you're doing business with or a friend uh, uh associate there's always everyone always puts their best foot forward right mm-hmm. but knowing how to see certain behaviors before then is really important and always learn from the mistakes of your past but then knowing that you're still looking you're still assessing mm-hmm. and when that when that person changes it could change for the better you become deeper friends or there could be something in there that's like mm, this is very questionable and for me i i am not afraid to cut quickly mm. right and in in business too like that's why you have to move fast and if something's not working out then move on quickly because it's not going to work out no matter how much you try <laughs> no, that to makes sense. make this work out, like you have to make sure that you're always moving forward. And any, anyone that prevents you from moving forward, they have to go. Mm. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I actually really like the honeymoon stage thing. Mm-hmm. With, with friendship, I never... I don't know why I've never connected that with friendship. I always connected that with like relationships, but I guess friendships are in a sense yeah, relationships. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Like I, like for me, like I always kind of sacrifice myself for other people mm-hmm. and knowing that I'm never, I'm not going to change that about myself, mm-hmm. but knowing like, okay, you have to f- focus on yourself and your growth. And once you focus on yourself, that's the only way that you're going to be better for others. Mm. So I'm not changing myself, I but wish I could snap right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's too quiet. I am bad at snapping. No, no. So, so I'm not changing myself or being cold or it's no. Actually, it's gonna. My friends are gonna benefit from me being the best me that I can be. It's you have respect for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, what made you come to that place to having that? confidence to cause you said you've always been like you're a nice person and you you now you're saying you're following your gut more but did you have like an experience you're like no this is it daniel like like stop in a sense like let's just you know not do that i think it's a series of experiences okay. and you know um it's like don't do the same thing expecting a different result which yes, is the Einstein. definition of <laughs> insanity right yeah. um so when i realized that i was delving into the world of insanity <laughs> with doing the same things over and over again. Yeah. I'm like, yo, what is wrong with you, Daniel? And then you have to come to that. Like you, we always have aha moments, but sometimes we don't stop and hold on to those lessons. Right. Mm. It's like, Oh, I learned something today. And you get, you feel so good and inspired by learning something. And then you go back to your same habits the next day. Right. So I'm more about being inspired by like experiences, but putting plans of action to mm. change the behaviors that make those bad experiences, ha- bad experiences happen. Oh, wow. So this year, what I did differently is I created a business plan and I'm launching um, a couple of things this year. So, you know, my goals and, you know, all that so- sort of stuff. But then I did uh, a mental wellness plan okay. of, of how I'm going to stay balanced and who's going to be in my life and kind of curating that. And then I did like a personal development plan in terms of what am I going to learn and how am I going to grow as a person. So when you have like a personal plan and also a business plan, you're able to stay balanced. And I've learned that lesson to like, you know, follow your gut, just like you were saying, and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, making better decisions more quickly. But I never put a plan in place to actually do that. Mm. Um, So I think that's a difference maker for me this year. Okay. So business plan. Yeah, my life plan. Like create an entire life plan. Mm, And that encompasses your financial health, your mental health, your physical health, and um, just personal stuff. Okay. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Man, you're smart. (laughs) Use a smart. Use a smart. I appreciate that. (laughs) Still learning. (laughs) No, yeah, of course. But no, you. this is some good juice. You're... You know what you're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hence, of course, your company. I mean, only makes sense. So, okay. So for 430, where do you, both of you guys, if you, if you guys have discussed this in a sense, um, where do you hope to see it in the next, like, even five, maybe 10 years, but we'll say five years? I think we're going to, um, for us, like, we do have, like, deadlines and goals and benchmarks mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But I think the company has surprised us and grown and grown 
in such a short time in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So it has, it's like on the, is the beginning stages of creating a lifestyle brand. So I think that is what 430 has the potential to do, right? And I think 430 is going to be the platform that kind of catapults projects that Ron is working on and projects that I am working on. It's okay. a, definitely a good foundational company. Uh-huh. And you're going to kind of build it out. The next phase that we're working on is the tech phase Ooh. because the focus is on it becoming more of a technology company. Um, so I think that's what you're going to see from us in the next coming months. Oh, wow. Can yeah. you share what that entails? Not exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there has to be some sort of mystery in there, no, right? No, it's fine. Um, but, um, yeah, so it's just going to be easier platform um, for people to use. Oh, that's I really cool. I simply say that. That's fine. Listen, I'm, gonna take, I'm not Oprah, so I'll yeah. take what I can Yeah, yeah. No, that's really cool. I mm-hmm. love that. So, okay, so for someone that is wanting to start their own company, mm-hmm. um, especially in what you, the field that you're in, what would be, what's a good like what was the blueprint to start that like what's um, a good kind of like a guideline good guideline um it's the, of course i uh, have a good idea mm-hmm. right but i've learned so i uh, this is what something that i started doing a couple of months ago so every single month i block a day out like a sunday because i'm more relaxed on sunday <laughs> um and just write ideas down like on a note in a notebook and just write ideas a whole bunch of ideas right okay. and i know out of all of those ideas every single thing that i wrote on that page i'm only probably going to execute one of those things right mm-hmm. so i say that to say is um i do this exercise because sometimes we get so married to ideas our ideas and get so excited about it that we really don't take the time to vet that mm. right so i think before you even start your business plan and all that sort of stuff, which I think people should know that you do a business plan yes. and all that sort of stuff, I think really do market research and figure out this idea that you're so excited about because maybe it was something you wanted to do from childhood, um, someone who you love inspired you or whatever, right? Make sure it solves a problem. Because mm. if your business doesn't solve a problem, then it makes no sense to spend time on a business plan, spend time trying to get financing, or all of those different things that you need to start a business. So make sure it solves a problem. And then once you get enough data from your family and friends and just people that you talk to, mm-hmm. then you have enough data to say, okay, boom, it solves this problem. And then you build your business plan around what are the things that I need to set up mm-hmm. to solve this one problem? And it makes it so much easier for you to build a business plan. And like, I think business plans are kind of getting archaic a little bit. So I think mm-hmm. what's more, most important is a, an executive summary. Okay. And um, the couple of the projects that I'm working on, I actually did a business model map. So I can share that with you and you could share it with your um, listeners. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, the template of that. But that has made it easier for me to understand from this problem that I'm solving, mm-hmm. this is the components, and this is actually how I'm going to do this and do it differently than what other people are doing. Uh, oh, wow. Do it differently than how other people are executing mm-hmm. similar problems. What? That's really cool. Yeah. Very so. smart. <laughs> well, it's things I've learned. I, I Google stuff all the time. So thank Google. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I was going to ask you too, yeah. did you have a mentor, like in do- learning, having all this knowledge, did you have a mentor guiding you as well? Or is this something you've just done your own research? I I, I don't, right now I don't have like a specific mentor, but I have people in my life that, who inspires me, right? So I'm just fortunate to have a pretty good um, business partner and pretty smart. And I learn from him every day and have like my best friends are super smart and they're in different industries and I'm able to bounce ideas off of them and get um, feedback. But right now I don't have a specific mentor. I would just say like my best friends, I've, three um, really powerful black men in my life that are doing really great things in their industry. And I just, we just talk all the time and it's just from those relationships, you learn so much. Right. Yeah. So I think I probably, probably need to find a mentor, but I think at this point, sponsors are more important. Okay. So someone that's going to put you in, 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 put you inside the rooms that you need to be in, Mm. right? Connect you to the right people. Because right now I'm building and I'm still learning, but I'm not in that 
learning phase or that's all I'm doing. I'm actually building. Okay. So I'm learning as I go. Yeah. But the sponsors are going to be what takes me to that next level. Oh, wow. That's really smart. Yeah. <laughs> so would you, okay, so in saying all that, would you recommend a mentor to somebody? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So p- people are, are different, right? I'm probably going to have a mentor at uh, a mentor again at some point. So I think it's important, but I think you understand what's the difference between a mentor and a sponsor because, and I understand how to have a mentor, right? So I'm not the expert in how to have a mentor, but mm-hmm. my idea of a mentor is kind of like an impre- apprenticeship. Mm. I, I can't even talk right now. No, it's fine. What is it? A- apprenticeship? Apprenticeship. Yes, apprenticeship. exactly. <laughs> I even, I was like, apprenticeship. Okay, let's sound it out. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Need hooked in phonics again. <laughs> did you do phonics? Yes, oh my God. <laughs> I sure did do hooked in phonics. We had that whole thing and they passed it down to all my cousins. Oh, because <laughs> oh, my was mom torture. was the one who actually bought it. And, you know, that thing, I think it was expensive uh, for what? us that at that time. That thing was expensive. Was it? Yeah. My parents thought it was going to make us geniuses. And when yeah. I, when I, <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> so we shared that hooked on funds, like some of the stuff, like there was cards or something. There like was that. cards. There was like the booklets. There, it was like college, basically. By the time my little cousins got it, it was like inked up and. Oh like, man, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but I never. So mm-hmm. I used to like hate. I used to hate that thing. Whenever yeah. I, as I got older, I'd see it. I'd like cringe. Like the big, cause it's a big box. Yeah, that's. And so it'd be funny. like under my mom's bed, and I'm like, oh, yeah, bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I. I think I have to, at this point, I have to find the right mentor. I'm not searching actively, but mm-hmm. I think that's going to come, you know, just from just living life and exactly. connecting with the right people. And and you, were, you had touched on apprenticeship. You were, you were about to say. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You, I told you. I, no, no. I, it's like, I, I get, listen, we all, we talked about hooks <laughs> and phonics. It's not your fault. <laughs> I told you I get sidetracked a lot. So, yeah, apprenticeship. So, I think thinking about a mentor, you have to give to your mentor as you're receiving from your mentor. Mm. So if I get a mentor who's like a CEO of a company at this point, that's probably the mentor I would get. Right. Yeah. I would have to do things for him. Right. And build that relationship with him. And he is helping me while I'm doing those things for him, Mm. understand how to navigate certain situations. So it was an active, it's kind of like you're in school, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're in an internship, an apprenticeship. Yeah. Some people, want mentors and they want their mentors to just feed into their life and give them information and if you want me to be your mentor and all i'm doing is giving you advice and you're not doing anything for me i'm not gonna want to sustain that mentor relationship Mm -hmm. so i think that's why people struggle with mentor um relationships because they just don't know how to have one and not how to sustain one it is a partnership right so um so, they, so that's the advice I would give people searching for mentors or wanting a mentor um, because you have to make it worthwhile for that person. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I think that makes so much sense because it's it's a give and take. You can't just expect to take, take, take. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it can be a little bit draining. Like, of course, someone can only give you so much knowledge as well. But if you don't even realize by you giving back to them, you're you're instilling knowledge in them and they're even it'll spark something for them to even give you more knowledge and even yeah, connect yeah. you because it, it, it's a relationship at the end of the day and you don't want it to be so like just came okay, meeting you gave me some information by you're not building anything mm-hmm. and then it's like people i don't know you kind of get tired of doing that in a sense yeah yeah unless i mean if you're if it's like a more of like i said if it's more of a paid thing and you're paying mm-hmm. someone to be your mentor because right, they right. do have that as well mm-hmm. then sometimes okay that's their job in a sense but still you do want to build a relationship yeah, but yeah. no i think that's i think that's really good advice yeah yeah so yeah so yeah definitely get a mentor is definitely important okay so what three words would you use that describe 430 Three words. I don't know. I'm just going to pick random words. <laughs> I know. It's a lot. <laughs> you guys do so many amazing things. Quality. I said it in my Brooklyn next. Quality. 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 I know I'm going to try it. Oh, uh, oh my God. I'm so from Brooklyn. Quality. <laughs> my T's are D's. Um, innovative. Mm, I like that. Quality, innovative, and cool. I know you like that word. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I remember listening to that word. Mm -hmm. No, that's, I mean, that's, I like that. Yeah. That's so true, though. Yeah, quality for sure. Innovative. I mean, you guys are making big, big moves and helping people. And cool. You're just a dope agency. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. 
Awesome. Okay, so my next question is, did you have to make any sacrifices when you were first starting out with 430? Yeah, I think it was, for me it was um, more financial, right? Because when we launched, I quit my job. And that was just, it was I was kind of living life easily, just having a paycheck. The last job, we were paid out monthly, which was interesting. But um, yeah, just having a consistent paycheck. And mm-hmm. I just had to learn how not to operate my life that way so i think that was the biggest challenge for me that was okay because i think yeah when you're first starting it's like okay what do i have to sacrifice Mm -hmm. or i mean like that's a big leap like that's a huge leap of faith yeah and i I did a terrible job at it right (laughs) (laughs) i I didn't um i didn't budget wisely enough so so that those i think that's the sacrifice for the most part like once you are an entrepreneur you have to leave your formal life behind and understand how to rough it, you know, for however long you're going to rough it for. And you, you give yourself timelines. Okay. I'm going to rough it for this amount of time. Right. And nothing happens how you plan it in yeah. this life. Right. <laughs> yeah, so um, no more I, Starbucks. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, but I still did Starbucks. Right. And that's like, that's the stubborn part of me. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I'm going to live the life that I always live, you know? And that was stupid. Um, <laughs> you live and you learn. Right. But, um, of course, but I think having the background that I have, be, always being a hustler, always making things happen, I always kind of jumped in there and did whatever I had to do in order to make it. So mm, That's mm. good. Good for you. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Very hard, but um, it's important, right? Because I, I, I knew that once I left my job, I can always get a job. You know, I did pretty well in my industry, mm-hmm. but I think what's important to me is doing what I actually love to do. Mm, you're reminding me of so much of, I don't know if you've ever heard Jim Carrey's graduation, his speech that he no, made at no. graduation. That guy is so intelligent. It's insane mm-hmm. how smart he is. He's like, he talks about like his, like his father and like he just did a nine to five, hated it. And he was a funny, he said he probably could have been one of the greatest comedians, but mm-hmm. he didn't take that chance. Mm-hmm. And one thing that he said, oh God, if I get this right, he basically said, if you're going to do something that you hate and try, you might as well try and do something you love and fail at that rather than fail at something that you hate. It's around those lines. No, like, absolutely. And it, but I, I, totally and, I agree. and it's literally stuck with me this whole time because I'm like, that's so true. You might as well just try. Yeah, it's like, like that's all you have to do. I rather. Oh my god, like that. <laughs> that is like, that's torture. Like literally, if I'm around someone that I don't want to be around. <laughs> Right, and there, you find those people, right? <laughs> or if they I'm, they find you. Yeah, yeah, they always find me. Oh my god! Or you're in a workplace that you really don't want to be, and you're you're doing work that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. That is torture. So that's why I'm so passionate about like just doing what you love. Mm. And I think there is a market everywhere. You can figure it out. Just you just have to be you know, strong enough or patient enough to actually figure out how to monetize your passion. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what it is. Like people just want things to come easily, but I'm sure if you like, you know, gold balls, right. <laughs> you know, and it's like gold balls, I'm sure you'll find someone and market it in a certain way to be able to sell those gold balls. Yeah. Right? There's a, there's a will, there's a way. Yes, and it's a weird example. I don't know why I <laughs> no, thought okay. about that, but <laughs> no judgment. But <laughs> no. You were actually but. the funniest people I've ever met. You know, I'm laughing so hard because one of my good friends, like he's my best friend, Courtney, yeah. we, we have these like exact conversations and he'll use like the craziest analogies. <laughs> but we both get oh, it. God. It's just funny. Well, like, yeah. it's just funny. So it just reminded me of that. No, you're good. Yeah. I was going to ask you to edit that out, but you could keep it. It's fine. Like, I don't care. <laughs> no, honestly, it's so chill. But no, uh, I, no, it's a good example. Yeah. <laughs> I got what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most important thing. And I'm yeah. sure everyone else does too. Creatives, we have like a very different mind. Yeah. It's like we're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like we'll think of one thing, having conversation, and fully veer off to like something totally different and come back to yeah. the original thought. I think I was looking at the chandeliers like round. Oh. Um, so. <laughs> 
and there's like gold pieces to it. So it that's so probably funny. I'm just giving it you. I'm giving you an excuse. That's it. It's, <laughs> nah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> no, no, it's good. So okay, one thing that I want to ask you is, I find like now social media is huge. Like obviously, like with Instagram, Facebook, everything just like major. What are some of the things that you look for, um, like on social media, to kind of help inspire, say, inspire you? So I think it's interesting because social media is actually like diminishing our mental health, right? Mm. Um, so there, there's a big thing now um, where it rated the top social media platforms by what's the more damaging the most damaging to your mental health and Snapchat, I think was first. Wow. Instagram was second. Facebook was third. And I'm not sure if they talked about the others, but then they said the social media platform that is actually more beneficial to your mental health is YouTube. And I think it's because of the kind of augmented reality sort of, you can be a different person um, visually on some of these um, social media platforms. Mm, interesting. So I'm really passionate about mental health. So I think what I look for is things that uplift me mm. and things that I can learn from, images that inspire me, content that teach me something that I didn't know before versus things that make me laugh, right? Um, so I think I think that's your question, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no. So that's what I look for in um, social social media now, from a business standpoint, from a marketing mm-hmm. standpoint, I look for all aesthetics. And if you're able to translate something artistically, that sends a clear message. I oh, think okay. that's more so what I kind of get into when it comes to really good social media marketing. Okay. Oh, smart. You're so right when it comes to social media just being, it's just, it's a black hole sometimes. There's so much, and just and the way the whole algorithm has changed on Instagram mm-hmm. is like, I, I could talk about that for hours, and I'm not gonna get into yeah, it too yeah. much, but um, yeah, it's a lot. Like, I have you purged? Have you ever have you gone through your Instagram and like, like, un, like just purge, like unfollowed things? You're like, why am I following this? Like, this is no, absolutely, you know. And I had to like purge some of my family members. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I've unfollowed my cousin. She's noticed yet. (laughs) No, my family members noticed. Um, They have some app that tells them, but. There's an app now. Listen, I. Why? (laughs) You can't do nothing. (laughs) But, you know, but I, I, I. So actually, in January, I took all of my notifications off. So I don't have any notifications on, okay. so I don't constantly get alerts. Oh, of like who's so, posting what and all yeah, that. Yeah, because okay. I actually, so that was like how I was doing my break, and I work on social media a lot. Okay. So, so it was hard for me to do that, but that's what I did, and I continue to do that. Yeah, so that's, that's and so I, I never did like a social media vacation. I think I do that on some vacations okay. where I just don't pick up my phone and the only reason I pick up my phone is to like post okay. but then I take it off you know um, <laughs> because I want to enjoy and be in the moment with my mm-hmm. friends and my family and loved ones and literally at, I started putting my leaving my phone in my living room and going to sleep without my phone wow. um, because I, I realized that I was waking up and the first thing I would do is check my phone. I'm so guilty of that. Yeah. And it, it, it makes it easy, right? And, you know, a lot of times I work from my phone because I have, like, Excel yeah, app. Yeah. I have, like, Google Drive there, you know. So there's, like, everything on my phone. But then I realized that I kept my laptop on my bed. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Let me. So I'm working on leaving my laptop in the next so room. <laughs> One thing at a time. <laughs> One thing at a time, you know. Um, Baby steps. But, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's, you know, it's, it's so easy to find excuses because we're like, oh, but my alarm's on my phone, mm-hmm. buy an alarm clock. But what is that? Like an alarm clock? Like yeah, my yeah. phone is, your phone has everything. It's basically, your, I won't even say lifeline, but it literally has everything. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's very easy to get distracted and just like, yeah, get lost. Again, a black hole. <laughs> yeah, like when I know I have to wake up for a specific meeting, I have my alarm on my phone and my alarm there. Okay. Um, but if I know I'm going to be like working from home for the entire day and I don't have a specific time to wake up, um, I just let my body wake up and mm. I normally wake up at six anyway. So, okay. um, yeah. Oh, so, good for you. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so like my body just wakes me up. Yeah. I think if I am more stressed when I wake up with an alarm clock 
then I naturally um, wake up, mm. you know? So I just took that to kind of, um, I don't know, wake up when my body tells me to, you know, I'm just listening to my, my body more so these days because I'm like, God made us and we're just so complex and trust ourselves more. Yeah. And then when you try to put all these things to create a life for ourselves, when we naturally have so many things that actually help us more, Mm -hmm. you just become more productive. So when I started listening to that, you Mm -hmm. know, when I started removing toxins um, from my system, I used to smoke. Right. So when I quit smoking, I was like, I just felt so much more mentally clear than I did before. So, yeah, so it was, it was interesting, you know. And so this year has been really transformative for me. And this the best year of my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really crazy how... The 2017, you're saying this 2017, year. 2017, yeah, it's really crazy because it didn't start off that way. And <laughs> it actually is the best year of my life. Wow. I've been hearing that a lot from people. That's great. Um, and good. I'm glad that more people are experiencing what I'm experiencing because yeah. it's pretty cool. Oh, that's amazing. It's so interesting. I could never picture you smoking. It's so interesting that you said that. I was yeah. like, really? Yeah, yeah. Like... I, I'm like that doesn't even seem like you. Like it's. Weird. I know. So yeah, I, 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 my old boss used to smoke, and that was like our bonding time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but then I, I, I would always quit. I never would do it for like um, long uh, periods of time. But when I'm really stressed, yeah, I went back to that bad behavior. Uh, so yeah, so I, I deal with stress differently now. And I actually deal with stress more healthily. What's up? Um, so what would you like? What are some of the positive things you do now? Like meditation. Um, I'm still learning about that. Um, I'm pretty new to that whole idea. Okay. Um, but meditation, um, consuming positive things, okay. um, changing my environment, only being around positive people. Mm. Yeah. So those are the things that I like. I went hardcore with this year. Okay. And you know when negative influences have left my life i saw how much of a difference that made and so that's what it is and i was like well i don't need this anymore <laughs> it was a crutch right mm. i was doing bad beha- bad things to pacify how i felt about certain situations and um and it's a really like once you realize and you're honest with yourself that you have an addictive personality then you're able to be accountable for your actions and your behaviors. Mm. And that was not in hard drugs or anything. Like when you think yeah. about addiction, you think about like really serious yeah. things, right? You can, you can be addicted to television, right? You can be addicted to soda. You can be addicted to so many different things. So when you're honest with yourself, you, or you have an addictive personality. And when you're stressed, you do X. Mm. You're able to pinpoint it and say, you know what, I'm going to break that because I know exactly what triggers it. Mm-hmm. And if I replace that with something positive, that you, you may break those bad habits. What? Yeah. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. That's, yeah. that's good stuff. No, yeah. it's true, though. Like everything you're saying is like 100 percent. Like mm-hmm. it's what is uh, what's his name? Khaled say? Major key, yeah. yeah, major key, right? Major key <laughs> alert. Key. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay, so just a couple more questions. I okay, honestly cool. love talking to you. I could talk to you like all Aww. day. <laughs> You're so nice. Um, what does being an entrepreneur mean to you? Being an entrepreneur is means to me is creating things like I said that solves a problem. Mm. That's what it means to me. It's being in charge of your destiny, being in charge of your life, doing things that matter. So those are a couple of phrases that I could think about that of what entrepreneurship means to me. And I don't see myself doing anything else. Like I'm going to continue creating new businesses. I'm going to continue doing projects because I think that's really what's important. And I think what I'm focusing on this year is, you know, leaders create leaders and, Mm -hmm. you know, someone that I follow, um, Gerard Adams says that and, that is so important. I, I always taught that because I used to work in HR. So leaders create leaders. So I always thought about that when I um, worked in HR. But that's what's important, right? For me to give back and to make mini-me's mm. or make people that who are way better than me, right? Because that's the only way that our communities are going to survive. What's going to save diverse communities is entrepreneurship, What's going to save our communities is putting dollars back into our communities. Mm. But 
we have to create good things and good businesses for people to want to put dollars back into our communities. So oh, I did it that time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, that's what I'm passionate about um, because there's a lot of black owned businesses, yeah. a lot of um, Hispanic owned businesses, Asian owned businesses, um, but it has to be good. Mm. Don't sacrifice quality and don't say support this business because it's because that person looks like me. Yeah. Right. I want to support this business because someone looks like me, mm-hmm. but it's also good and it's competitive to any other businesses, business out there. Mm. So, um, that's what I'm focused on and building a community around that. Oh my goodness. I love that. Daniel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's it. Sorry for the interruption guys. I tried, I snapped and I was so proud of myself. <laughs> so thank you so much for that. I think, man, you have so much in you to give. It's crazy. <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, you really do. Like, it's a pretty amazing, like how inspiring you are. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I'm so, like getting shy now. I was like, no, okay. what do you mean? Like, thank you. You, you know, you cool. <laughs> so honestly, thank you. I, I, I could ask you like a million more questions, but you've given so much already. So thank you so much for this. No problem. I have one last question that okay. I like to ask everybody. It's like a fun little it's a stupid question, but I think it's it's cool. Okay. <laughs> so what's the one thing you cannot leave the house with minus your cell phone? The one thing I cannot leave the house with minus my cell phone. I cannot leave the house without fragrance because I think um, it's so important, right? To smell, to smell good, right? <laughs> oh, it's so important to smell good. So um, either I have my like Sephora samples. <laughs> Listen, you are okay. So... You're my twin. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Gosh. I live for support. Samples. Yeah, yeah. No, because and they're very generous. Just going to say, if no, you make friends with them. No, seriously. And then, um, no, because I literally buy the fragrance, right? But mm-hmm. then I say, hey, can I get samples? Just to try it out. Yeah, or I just buy like the travel size too, um, because I think it's so important um, to smell good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty <laughs> passionate about that. Um, so I don't leave the house without fragrance. And what was the second part of the question? No, that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That's, I think I could be, I could be hungry, but I just have that, um, that, um, fragrance with me. Oh, you smell good. <laughs> You're so funny. And you know what, guys? He does smell really good. It's the first thing I noticed uh, when you I, came I, in. Yeah. If I, I need like, a shape up, but I smell good. My hair looks crazy, but I smell good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're so funny. <laughs> I can only imagine the conversations you and your friends have. Uh, like, you're insane. so funny. It's insane. Insane. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. No problem. This. Like, well, thanks um, for having me. me on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, one thing, um, just let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Social media? Um, yeah. Instagram is Daniel P. Calderon. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-P Calderon. C-A-L-D-E-R-O-N. Um, I told you it's a long name, <laughs> but it's Daniel P. Calderon. I didn't want to be fancy and create a new name or anything. I just put my first, middle, and last name. And that's it? Yeah. And 430? 430, yeah. So it's 430CO. So it's F-O-U-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y-C-O. Awesome. And I will provide everything at the bottom of the blog, like I always do. So easy access, just click and go. Awesome. So thank you guys uh, for listening. Until next time, bye. All right, bye, guys. <laughs>